Okay, y'all, so I don't know what I'm doing here, okay? I don't have an intro. Um, we got to figure that part out later. Um, honestly, this episode probably won't have an intro, but I was ready. Like, I was ready to do it. I was tired of putting it off because I didn't have everything perfectly lined up. So here I am with no intro, okay? But thank you for listening to the Juggling Joint Podcast, which is a random, relatable podcast about a joint juggling. And honestly, sometimes, well, often struggling to find a balance. I am Talina, a wife, mom, entrepreneur, amongst many other things. Wait, that's low-key an intro. All I need is a little music, maybe make it sound like a little jingle, like the juggling joint. Wait, that kind of sound like, uh, what was that, uh, the just for me perm? That's what that kind of sounds like, but... (laughs) Anyway, all right, so, yeah, we won't figure that out. But anyway, so let, let's just get started. So um, when I was sitting down trying to figure out, like, what do I even, like, where do I even start? I was like, you know, the probably the best place to start would be um, giving a little background on how I got to the transparency post that I put up about how I was just over it. Like, I reached my ultimate burnout um, about to close the company down, which is for the joints, for those who don't um, know much about me. Um, but yeah, how did I even get there? Like, Because I feel like people were probably confused because they were looking like, oh, you know, things are going so well. She opened the kiosk and she opened the store. Um, and then out of nowhere, I was just like, yeah, I'm over it. Because I, I don't really share much of my personal life, so I can see how that was probably a bit confusing uh, for some people. Okay, so in order for me to get you caught up, I have to take you back to uh, 2015, like 2014, 2015, when my full-time entrepreneurship journey began. So I say full-time entrepreneurship journey because my entrepreneurship journey actually started in 2011. I had started a boutique called Tea Boutique, which was an online dress boutique, and I used to call myself the dress dealer. Um, that was some A1 marketing there. I am, I'm really, I really am a marketing genius because even if you didn't buy from me, you knew I called myself the dress dealer because it was so catchy. But, um, yeah, just, yeah, that was, that was A1 right there. But, um, and also around that time, I started my domestic violence nonprofit, Ikata, which is um, a domestic violence nonprofit in honor of my grandmother and my great-grandmother, who were both victims of domestic violence and were murdered. But that's a story for another podcast, um, which we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay, so around this time, um, like I said, in 2014, 2015, um, I always knew I wanted to be a full-time entrepreneur, um, when I became a mom, I just didn't know in like what capacity or how I was going to actually make that happen. Um, and around that time, I actually was a store manager in retail in King Pressure Mall. That's crazy, full circle moment. But um, I knew I was interested in real estate. I just didn't know to and what capacity. So in 2006, I actually took real estate classes to become a real estate agent, but I never actually took my exam. So I kind of was thinking about that. And then also I was really interested in the investment side of it um, because I felt like it was more money to play with in that. Okay, so with that, I started looking for my first investment property. Um, I knew I wanted to be something that would be a rehab because I wanted to um, buy it super cheap 
fix it up, which was easy for us because we have a construction company. Well, like I mentioned before many times, it's really my husband's construction company. Um, he's the one that does all the work with that stuff. But um, we had the construction company, so I wanted to buy it low, fix it up, and then refinance it and pull the equity out. And my reason for that is because I wanted to be able to have a cushion for when I did quit my job. Um, I had this cushion that I had that I didn't have to stress and have that anxiety of like, when is my next dollar coming in? And I was able to kind of take my time and figure things out with the entrepreneurship journey. So in September 2015, I bought my first property. Um, that also was the day, the day I closed, actually also the day we got engaged. So that was definitely a day for the books. Um, and throughout the year after I bought the property, I actually studied for my real estate exam because I, I think I had found out something like you had 10 years and I was like right at the 10 year mark. So I'm like, you know what, I didn't do that for anything. So let me just figure this out, take the time to study. Um, so I studied throughout the year to uh, take the real estate exam. Fast forward um, to 2016, um, in September, we got married. Right after that, I passed the real estate exam in the beginning of October and then found out I was pregnant at the end of October. Okay, so that was a very busy time period for us. <laughs> um, and I, at the time, I had promised my district manager that I would stay through holiday. So I stayed through holiday. Um, and then in January of 2017, I was able to officially like refinance the house like the process was over so I had the money and then in February 2017 that's when I fully quit retail so um I took the time after that to kind of like establish myself as a realtor and just focus on really the first year of being married because I knew we didn't have long before a kid was in the mix so just taking the time to just enjoy marriage and take my time in um, my pregnancy um, then fast forward to August 1st, my baby girl Tyler was born, and it was right before our first, uh, our one-year anniversary, but um, the first few months were really rough, as me, rough for me because I had to navigate postpartum, so I had postpartum with both my kids, but my postpartum with Tyler wasn't necessarily bad. It was just, I think sometimes, especially when you're a first-time mom, you kind of like completely forget about yourself and you're just completely just consumed with the baby so for me that's what it kind of was because I wasn't worried about myself at all and it got to the point where I'm like okay I need to get in the shower I need to do all these things just basic things that made me feel good and I remember around that time um Jay my husband he was just like listen I need you to take like four hours um like just four hours to just kind of do you like just do stuff for yourself so we kind of made it where like a couple times a week I would just take blocks of four hours because I didn't want to be away from her longer than that like we'll talk about it on a different podcast but a different episode but I remember the first time I had an appointment to get my nails done and I was supposed to go get them done without her and I started crying and Jay ended up taking her with me to the nail salon um yeah it was it was funny but so I didn't want to be away from her, but he kind of forced me, like, listen, go work out or whatever whatever you want to do. But just, even if it's sitting in the car, just go take some time for yourself, um, which actually was, like, the best thing that um, I could have done. So I'm so grateful that he even thought to offer that. But because it did help me get over that postpartum hump. 
Um, Carter's was a little more rough, which I'll talk about his when I get to his timeline or his part of the story. But um, so in October, I started getting back to normal and was trying to figure out um, how to how to kind of get the real estate stuff moving. Um, so I was trying to find a way to kind of get my name out there. So I started thinking of like, OK, what could I call myself like branding wise? So I was like, OK, like realtor lady. And I just kind of went through all these names. and Everything was already gone like people were already using it and I was like wait from Philly John realtor John and once I thought of realtor John I was like oh yeah that's it right there so I was like you know I'm gonna get some shirts made I got realtorjohn.com bought that bought the domain so I can actually set everything up um but I just knew that was it realtor John on the front um, contact information on the back I was gonna wear everywhere I went but then as I started thinking about it I was like you know what this is a really good idea, and I feel like if I started a brand where I allowed people to put their professions on the front and their um, information on the back, I feel like people would buy that. Like, it was a need that I had, so I'm sure other people have that need as well. So that's kind of where, like, For the Joints came from. The idea is in the sense of, like, I knew I needed this thing and I knew other people would, so we kind of started with professions and just adjectives to describe people. So that's where we kind of started. But I remember when I had the idea, I had one to my husband. I was just like, you know, I was telling him about it. He was like, oh, that, that sounds really good. And I was like, yeah, but I can't think of a name. And literally, like, right away, he was like, for the Johns. And I was like, okay, okay, I, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And it's so funny because he always says I never give him credit for that. So I can see, um, yeah, I can see him being really excited that I just said that. But yeah, and it was just like, that that's it. Because me and him go back and forth about who's better at marketing. So, um, you know, this is one of those arguments. He'd be like, it wouldn't be no Forta Jones if it wasn't for me with the name. So, anyway. So, yeah, so that's where the name came from. And just from there, it kind of it kind of grew. Like, it kind of grew into its own, its own thing. But one of the things I didn't like and wasn't a fan of is I felt like growing up when people used the word join – it was not necessarily in a bad way, but yeah, she's a join. It kind of, it was so like shallow. Like it just, it referred to just how the female looked, but not really like who she really was. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I just didn't like the vibe I got from just growing up hearing people say join. So I was like, oh, what if I give it like, put a positive spin on how when a female is called a join, what it means. And that's where a beautiful, intelligent, unapologetic boss living in her purpose came from because it was just me kind of putting a positive twist on it because I really did see early on that this could be something huge in terms of like people like supporting each other, just like a whole community. And it's so crazy because we're finally here. But I just like I just knew that and I just wanted to create something that people really wanted to be a part of and not just like everyone uses the word join, right? Like we, there's a million shirts out there that says join, but I just wanted ours to actually mean something. And then another thing for, um, that kind of like pushed me like, oh yeah, this, I need to do this is at the time I was doing a lot of teen dating abuse workshops around the city for at-risk youth. Like I had a bunch of community partners. I would go there weekly, but a lot of times I struggled to find funding. So I was like, oh yeah, and I could do this thing and be able to donate money back to the nonprofit. Um, so it was just perfect. It was just like the perfect storm, the perfect idea. 
I was just like ready. I just knew it would be a whole movement. Okay, so um, after all of that, um, life was lifing. I actually lost my mother-in-law and my grandma, which uh, it, it was so hard, but um, I'm at a better place now with it because I know they are always with me. But that's like a, that's another that's another story for a different episode. But that was pretty hard. But let's fast forward a bit. So let's fast forward to 2019. So at this point, I was doing really well in real estate. Um, FTJ was was growing. Um, and in August 2019, I found out I was pregnant with my son, Carter. <sighs> Y'all, this pregnancy was 10 times worse than my pregnancy with Tyler, okay? I had morning sickness every day, all day, barely could get off the couch. Nothing worked because they kept trying to give me medicine, and I'm not a huge fan of medicine, but the things that worked for my nausea with Tyler did not work with Carter. I started having, like, bad hip and back pain early on. They tried to describe it as, like, something about my body knew what to do, so it had already started relaxing. I don't know, but <sighs> that... <laughs> That was so hard. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, even to the point where, like, I really struggled to walk. Like, it was just all around so bad. And it did not end at 12 weeks. Everybody kept saying, like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Once you get to 12 weeks, you'll be fine. No, it did not end. I don't even remember when it ended, but it was not at 12 weeks. I feel like it was more like 20, 24 I don't even know. But it, it was not 12 weeks like everyone kept thinking it would be. So that was really hard. And through all of this, FTJ was growing, and I was still the only employee. So my family would come help sometimes, but it was it was really just me and my belly pressing away. My feet and my back would be killing me. Like, yeah, it was just all bad. Good and bad. So um, in December 2019, that's around the time people um, started talking about COVID. COVID, COVID, COVID. <laughs> but... Um, the last couple months of my pregnancy were rough just navigating that because it was just the unknown. Like, no one knew what COVID was, how to deal with it. Um, and it was just even more scary because I had a small baby at home and then also I was going to give birth in this. So, um, Carter, I ended up having Carter in April 2020 and with a mask on. Cause that's when COVID like was really bad. And I remember we had to go there. Um, I went into labor um, and it was like in the middle of the night, we had to go in through the emergency room. It was just all bad. Another story, another episode. I had postpartum really bad with him and that was kind of the start of my anxiety. So it took me some time to figure out my anxiety and figure out like what worked for it. But what I realized was my anxiety was when I was overwhelmed, which at this time I was always overwhelmed. Like neither one of my kids were in daycare. I was trying to like take them with me and uh, work and Fort Jones was super busy. Um, it was just, it was really a lot. Like it was a lot to sort through and a lot to get past. Um, and I, I keep saying, like, we'll talk about this in a different episode because there's just so much to unpack here. But, like, I didn't want to take the medicine I tried. I remember I tried, like, a half a pill for anxiety medicine. And I'm just like, I can't even function on this pill. And how am I supposed to, like, live my life and just work through this until, you know, they say, like, oh, give it a couple weeks. Yeah, it was just all bad. But we'll, 
we'll talk about that. Let's let's put that on the shelf and we'll we'll talk about because um, I can talk about a whole episode about anxiety. But anyway, okay. So I'm navigating postpartum. Anxiety is bad. Um, the business was growing like crazy by like insane numbers. Like looking back, it was just wild. Like not even sustainable. Like it was uh like I can't even explain. Like when I talk about COVID and business to people, I always say like it was a gift and a curse. Like some companies like grew so fast that you were literally just trying to just keep up with business to the point where like you didn't have processes in place. You didn't you didn't have that slow growth and you weren't able to kind of learn as you went. So you really were just out here surviving. Like, it was great because you were making a whole bunch of money, but you, it was just so much unknown in this territory. Like, you were, like, just thrown into it. So it was a good problem to have, but once COVID was over, it was, like, it was a mess. When COVID was, like, bad, that's when people were spending the most money because people were in the house. They had all this disposable income that they had no, like, nowhere to even use it. Like, they were getting unemployment, PPP, like, just, you name it, they were getting it. And people were spending that money, like, you get a dollar, you get a dollar. And they weren't even thinking twice. Like, I remember when I started running ads, and I was just learning how to do it. And don't get me wrong, like, I felt like I was pretty good at it because I've always been good at, like, marketing. But you barely had to put in any work. Like, it's a lot to kind of explain, like, the process of ads. But ads are, like, three different levels. Like, the top level is when you first introduce people to brands. Then the second one, that's when you kind of, like, you know, they already saw one ad, but you got to get them again in there by showing them something to show, like, you're a real person. Just just something so they can see you again, got to get in front of them again. And that third ad is, like, the retargeting ad. That's, like, the ad that you guys see all the time when I have the temple shirt on. I'm like, I'm tired of chasing you. Like, that's a retargeting ad. Like, at this point, you visited the website. You even potentially started buying something, and it's just me retargeting you. And that's usually when people make their purchase. To give you an idea, when COVID was bad, I could just show them one ad and people weren't thinking twice because they didn't care. Like, it was just like, all right, if I don't like it, I don't like it. Like, they were not thinking twice. They had the money and they were just spending it. So, all around, things really were just were just moving. So, my family um, was helping me out at first whenever they could. And then I ended up hiring my first official employee in September 2020. And at this point, we were still working out of the basement in my house but it was just no longer enough space. Like, it ended up spilling into, like, my living room, my dining room, like, packages. Like, it, <laughs> I remember I took a picture. It's probably still on Instagram, but I took a picture of, like, the amount of boxes sitting in front of the Christmas tree. And I remember Tyler was, like, sitting on the box, and we had, like, made a joke. Like, she was like, where are my gifts supposed to go? But, yeah, it was just it just started spilling out of the basement. And around that time, my mom had actually started a business for kids, like, right before COVID started. She had started, like, an art studio for kids. And she ended up being stuck in this three-year lease because they, the landlord could care less about COVID. They're like, okay, well, you're in this lease, so just figure it out. Um, so I had ended up renting half of that space to kind of, like, help her, like, supplement the income. So we ended up moving into that space in November 2020. 
And things were moving and fast. Like to give you an idea, in January 2020, from January 2020 to October 2020, we had grew over 900%. Yes, I did not make a mistake. 900%. Right. Insane. Right. And I was having a really hard time navigating postpartum in business because I just could not find a balance. Like I was just always overwhelmed. I had at least like 10 employees. Um, business was doing really well, kept growing until about probably like April 2021. And that's when Apple introduced new security measures um, in the form of like a phone update that made it really hard for Facebook to target people, which ultimately affected the ads. And once that happened, that was like the first like thing that happened that just like really started affecting business. And that was the start of like me in constant pivot mode, just trying to figure it out, right? And the crazy part is, is if, if my growth was slower, I probably would have been able to identify other ways to pivot in a smart way because I would have had the opportunity to kind of grow with the business and learn these different things. But everything happens so fast in terms of like the rise and then like the sharp fall that I went into panic mode. Okay, because I still had all these employees, I had rent, um, people were still buying, but I had to work a lot harder for the dollar. And if you were um, following us, well, shopping with us around that time, that was around the time where I was like constantly like putting on a new sale, a new product, like every single day, because I had goals to, to meet to, in order to still keep these employees and to keep everything, keep the lights on. So I went into panic mode. I even hired a marketing agency that I was paying like $2,500 a month and they did absolutely nothing. Like <laughs> thinking back and I had to stay with them for six months minimum but they did absolutely nothing like I felt like I teach them more than they did for me like it was such a waste of money but at the time I thought that that was what was going on and we would still be fine I just had to figure out the ads but no it was really people's money started drying up and yeah, and they just started announcing like unemployment was about to end. Yeah, it just got it just got really bad. So I did that for a while in survival mode, like sales, drops, like all that stuff. But then it got to a point where in the beginning of 2022, I just woke up and I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. Like we were working twice as hard for the same profit. It just didn't make sense. And then when I'm selling stuff that cheap. I barely have a profit and it just defeats the whole purpose of like why I even started the brand in order to be able to give back to um, Ikata. Like it was just, it, it just wasn't okay. And honestly, I was just over it. And I'm sure my team was too, but I was just over it. So in the beginning of 2022, um, I had just decided like, all right, I need to figure out other ways to pivot because what we're doing now just isn't, it just isn't working. Um, so I spent majority of the beginning of 2022 just pivoting, like finding other ways um, to, to run the business in a sense. Like, but it was, it was a real struggle. And I honestly, to this day have not 
really figured out how to get back from what I did. Because the thing is, when I pivoted like that and offered so many discounts, when you do that, you get your clients or your customers like accustomed to those discounts. So it's really hard to get them to spend regular price after they've gotten discounts for so long. So a lot of you guys, I still can't get y'all to pay regular price for anything. I love y'all, but y'all will never pay regular price. But I did see that the new customers I was getting into the funnel with the Facebook ads were buying stuff at regular price. So I knew that people, my product had value and people were interested in it, but I had already built such a huge customer base that really just wanted discounts all the time. So like I said, I'm still kind of recovering from that. Um, but like one of the things that I did do, which I actually did recently, was to kind of um, make it so that people um, still are able to get discounts. That's why I introduced like the membership where really you just pay $9.99 a month and you're able to get that 40% off all the time, which is a really good deal for people who I have people who literally buy every single thing that we drop. So it was a really good idea um, to do that. And I think a lot of customers really do enjoy it. But that was my way of kind of like meeting in the middle. But okay, so the summer of 2022, this even thinking about it now, like it just makes me sad. Like it was, it was really rough. So in the summer of 2022, I started getting really sick. And for me, like, I'm never sick. Like, I'm never, like, I don't ever have, um, like, I'm just never sick. Like, I'm always healthy, moving. Yeah. So it started with me having, like, um, nausea. And the nausea was, like, 24-7. My stomach was sensitive to touch. Like, it would literally, like, hurt if I pressed on it. Um, I had constant cramps even when it wasn't that time of the month. And the worst came when... I had trouble walking, so I had pain, like shooting pain, so bad in my left leg that I couldn't walk, and this was not like me, so I went to a bunch of different doctors. No one could figure out what it was, um, and then it got to a point where, like, my periods were unbearable, and sorry, TMI, if there's some guys listening to this, but grow up, it's a period, <laughs> Um, and I usually don't even take medicine. So when that happened, um, I kind of was just like, all right, I, at the time, like I was trying out this IUD and I'm like, all right, I got to just, I got to figure out something else because this isn't working. But anyway, in July, I remember I had got a cramp so bad that I couldn't get off the floor. And at the time I was home alone with Tyler and Carter. And I remember I was like on the floor, not able to get up. And I had called or I told Tyler to call Jay on her tablet and tell him he had to get home. Because I didn't know, like, yeah, I didn't know what was going on. So once the pain um started going away, I remember I had called the doctor and was just like, yeah, I need this IUD out, like, yesterday. And um, long story short, it was, it was a lot around this. And I, I feel like if I keep talking about it, it's going to be the entire podcast. But long story short, Tried to remove it, couldn't remove it, had to get surgery to get it removed. While they were um, looking at that, preparing me for surgery, looking at the IUD, preparing me for surgery on the ultrasound, realized I had a cyst, told me um, I had to monitor the cyst. 
Um, and then one day I ended up having pain similar to the one I had on my period, but this was worse. Like I've never felt this pain in my life. Rushed to the hospital, come to find out the cyst had leaked, but it wasn't shrinking at all. So went in to remove the cyst and realized I had endometriosis really bad. Took care of that while they were in there, but pretty much like they told me after I was done, like, yeah, so you have endometriosis, it's not curable. Here's pretty much some lifestyle changes you can make to make it more manageable or to try to control the growth. Like I said, that's a whole nother um, podcast episode, but that was the beginning of my journey with endometriosis. Um, and like right after surgery, all my symptoms went away. So like all those symptoms I had was literally all being caused by the endometriosis. So the nausea, pain to my stomach. Oh, I forgot to men- mention the extreme fatigue. I was so tired all the time. It didn't matter what I did, how much sleep I got. I was so tired. Um, the pain, like everything was gone. And at first, I was really like on it, like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And one of the things I knew made it worse was stress and anxiety. So at first, I was like on it, like I wasn't letting anything stress me out. I was just really on top of making sure I had control over this thing because I did not want it to come back. So the good thing that came out of all of this was I was forced to slow down. And I feel like it's so funny because the situation I'm in now is obviously different different circumstances, but anytime like I'm supposed to be doing something else or I'm supposed to be going in a different direction, like God really does force me to sit my butt down. Like it's so funny. But the one positive thing that came from this was me sitting down and really trying to figure out like what am I doing here? Like what's next? So Around this time is when I started thinking about, you know what, now is the time for me to start working on the community portion of it that from the beginning was always a goal. So I was able to kind of like sit down and start mapping some stuff out. And it's so crazy because we ended up getting busy because it was around holiday season. And that was also around the time I opened the kiosk. And things were really moving. But a lot of the stuff that I built during that time period, I was able to literally re-reference it and use a lot of the stuff that I started building before and kind of just pick up where I left off this time around. But, okay, so we're still not to the post. (laughs) I told you guys, this is a lot. But, okay, let me try to get there. All right, so we went through holiday season. Um, You know, we opened the kiosk in November 2022. Around that time, we also moved into a new office space. Um, And holiday season came, did really well. We did really well with all that. But fast forward to March. So in March, I was supposed to go into a meeting with the mall about renewing the kiosk lease. But when I went in there, we started the conversation of a store because, you know, you know, I would kind of have like little touch bases with them and I would tell them how, you know, we were, you know, when they asked how it was going, I was saying, you know, well, we're losing kind of a lot of customers because we don't have a lot of stuff that we carry in store on um, at the kiosk. And, you know, I kind of would talk to them about this. So I feel like they already had a game plan before I came in there, but 
I wasn't necessarily expecting it, but by the time I left that meeting, I pretty much had a kiosk and a store. And the crazy part is some stuff may not make sense in the moment, but you just feel it in your gut that this is what you're supposed to be doing. And that's how I kind of felt with the store because when we decided to open it, I remember my husband being like, is this what we're doing? Like, are you sure? And I didn't really know how I was going to make it happen, which honestly is a lot of times when I do stuff, I don't really know how I'm going to make it happen. I kind of just jump in and figure it out. But I really didn't know how this was going to happen. But what I thought would happen is, you know, we go into it with, you know, get some type of like, business loan to be able to, um, you know, for expansion to be able to open the store and it will take care of, you know, the period where we're kind of getting adjusted and things like that. And then it will carry us until holiday season. We would be fine. Yeah. Of course, there always has to be something. So that did not work out at all because right or shortly after I signed the lease, that's when all the stuff started happening with the banks and pretty much like what I was doing was too risky. So normally when you're expanding, you can kind of show show banks like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is, you know, the investment that I'm going to put into this. And then this is the ROI. Yeah, they could care less about all of that. All they saw was I increased my expenses, but I wasn't, make, I wasn't making more. So I wasn't able to even get anything to fund, fund that. So we ended up funding it, funding the store personally, which, oh my God, still recovering from that as well, because we are technically still in a slow season. That was another thing. I went into it thinking like, oh, you know, when I worked in retail, we made this amount of money. But what I realized in going into the store is that we're more of a specialty company. Like what I noticed was on the holidays, like Mother's Day or like the Eagles when they were in the Super Bowl. That's when we make the most of our money because people kind of shop with us. Of course, we have the joint society that shops all the time, but people kind of shop with us when they're looking for gifts or something like thoughtful or, you know, say they have someone going off to college. So I had to learn all of that. And it was so slow and it's just slightly starting to pick up, but it's slow. I remember asking like a store that's next to us, like, what, how do you guys even stay open? And she was just like, yeah, the holiday season, like we make all of our money, like holiday season and certain holidays based off of your niche. And then you just kind of survive the rest of the months. So, which is fine. Now that I know that we'll move accordingly, but going into it, I, I didn't know that. So we literally opened during a slow season and had to carry the rent, the employees, because I have great employees and I do not want to lose them, right? So I had to kind of carry them through this season so that I have them when holiday season starts. So it's been a huge, huge burden. Like, I can't even explain to the extent that this couple of months has been, but I do know, like, I'm getting towards the end of it, so I'm going to be okay. Like, I, for me, like, I just have faith. Like, 
when people ask me like and they're trying to be like okay so what in the numbers shows you and of course like I analyze numbers and things like that and we have I put a lot of things in place so we are growing but it's at a much slower pace than it was during COVID and really I'm just figuring it out but one thing I have is just always like a sense of knowing that everything is going to be okay and I just I just have a lot of faith and I just I pray and then I just keep working and I just I just know that it's going to be okay but yeah okay so we're still not there okay so with these couple of months it was really hard because with us pretty much not making what we needed to make like being in survival mode but knowing like I can't go back to like discounts every single day because I've already like got past that and I know how bad it is for the business it really stressed me out like it was rough like I was working like long hours I was really involved in the day-to-day and I wasn't always like involved in the day-to-day like it was kind of like okay I'm here I'll help but I got really involved in the day-to-day because when business isn't doing well like let's go what are we doing like I'm here and when we opened the store and I had to manage the store the kiosk and the office not so much manage I have a team but having to be there juggle it and try to figure out what we were doing like it was so hard and I didn't have any time for myself so I was literally just running on empty like trying to pour from an empty cup and it just all got to me like it all just hit me at one time and I remember the week leading up to the day it was so rough like to the point where I was like crying in the car in the mall I was crying in the car at the office (laughs) like I was just like crying just asking for like a sign to keep going like I just had a constant like what what am I doing here what are we doing here like like uh, like it was just it was so hard and I would ask for signs and things would happen like you know I'm rarely in the store like like in the store in the store working and I remember this one time like I was in the car um crying I'm just like God can you please just give me a sign not to like figure out a way to break this lease like I just need a sign and I remember going into a store and I was in the back room and I heard a customer she came in and she was like I just drove all the way up here from Baltimore just to get this shirt before I go on vacation and um she was just so like excited for the brand and just like yeah so I remember coming out the back room just to see like who she was like this person that God like had sent like as a sign and as I was coming out the back room she was like oh my god I just met a celebrity like I'm like who me she's like yes girl like and just started like just talking about what the brand meant to her and I held it together until she left but after that I remember going in the back room and just crying and just being grateful for like that sign because it just seemed like anytime I was having a rough day and I would stop past that store like it was always somebody there just like telling me how proud they were how they've been a customer from the beginning and it was just really good to hear and honestly you guys are the ones that kind of like kept me going through that because it was rough so finally I got to a point where 
because I was also like constantly praying, praying, praying through all of this. I remember praying and just being like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I remember that day I had called um, Alyssa, who um, most of you guys, especially if you're a customer, have had some type of interaction with her. She's actually my assistant and my right hand just helps me with everything. I remember calling her and I was just like, yeah, so I'm no longer starting right now going to be a part of the day to day. And Alyssa, like, she's so used to me, like, going off on my random, like, things. So she was just like, okay, okay. So I was like, no, I'm dead serious. So I need you guys to, like, really step up because I'm just not doing this anymore. Like, I can't do it. It's burning me out. Like, um, my at this point, my endometriosis has started coming back. I was nauseous all the time. And I was just like, I'm killing myself. Like, I cannot do this anymore. And that was the moment where I legit just stopped coming into the store. Like, I was really aggressive with coming up with procedures and policies, like anywhere that I could automate or delegate, like, I did it. And I'm still not back to, and I won't be back to the day-to-day. Like, I needed that. Like, I needed to step away from the business in order to figure out, like, what are we doing here so that we, we don't get back to this place again. And I'm so proud of my team because the way that they took on extra responsibility and they just did it with grace and they just, I have such an awesome team around me. Like, I'm so grateful that I was able to do that. But I had to just cut everything cold turkey. Like, I just could not be involved anymore. And that's what kind of led me to start thinking about, like, what was next. So I was just like, you know, this podcast that I bought the equipment for literally like last summer when I was trying to figure everything out and I want to finally create the John Society like which is just a community a community and tools for Johns like I want to be able to pour into people I want to create a community where we can pour into each other I want to create a community that can be mentors for my young girls that I help through Ikata because they need someone like I'm just ready to build this thing, right? Like, I, I want to build it. Like, I know I had kind of put in the post, like, I was just over just selling shirts. And I and I understand that the brand means so much more to people than just selling shirts. But it could be so much more, right? Like, I'm just so excited at the place that we're going. Like, I'm, if, I can't wait for you guys to see everything. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just really excited, like, for this journey, and, um, yeah, I'm just excited, so, um, along with finding, like, the processes, I kind of got off on a little tangent, but in addition to figuring out, like, the processes and procedures, like, I really just found, like, smarter ways to pivot as well, so I changed my frame of thinking into, like, how can I be a resource to people? How can I just give And I started thinking, like, you know, with the store, and this is what I mean, like, how I just kind of felt in my gut, like, I was supposed to be doing the store. Like, for the store, I'm just like, you know, one of my, one of the reasons I opened the kiosk, for instance, was I wanted a pickup option. So I'm like, you know what, we can add lockers 
we have this extra wall. We can't add lockers to the back of the store and allow for small businesses to rent a locker through the holiday season or if they choose to do it afterwards um, to allow their customers pick up where they'll handle all the logistics and we'll be able to you know, help the customers when they come in. They say they're here for a pickup for this business. We check their ID and their confirmation give them their package and it allows people to expand their business and have that other option without the expensive cost of opening a kiosk or a store in the mall. Um, we also started monthly networking events. So at first we kind of just started to start building like the community because we did have a networking event that was huge and everyone really enjoyed it. So it was kind of my way of having a little mini version of that. But then also I started thinking like, oh, you know what? I can literally offer the opportunity for small businesses to come in and vend each month. So we started that. So I'm just trying to find a way that I can be of value to kind of bridge the gap with the mall um, for businesses that aren't necessarily ready to open a location in the mall, but just any way I can. So you guys already know one of the things that came from this like awakening in a sense that I had is this podcast because I wanted to have a way to kind of like talk to you guys and to be more transparent because I felt like when I was trying to figure out how to put this stuff out I was just like I don't even know how because I never share anything (laughs) which I don't want it to be like that again I want to have a place where I can talk to you guys I can bring people in it could be a resource for learning it could be community it could be really just everything like motherhood like I want to talk about how nursing was like one of the hardest things I did in my life and how I have literally like an anniversary like my I'm done nursing anniversary that I celebrate every year like I just want to talk about healthy relationships and communication, healthy communication and relationships, not just marriage, but the people around you. Like, I just want a space where I can talk to you guys and just just connect. Um, so the podcast and then also the learning portion of it or the mentoring and coaching portion of it. So... I'm pretty much actually, I'm pretty much done creating the Join Society, which is a community and tools for joins. And I really just feel it in my soul that it's going to be life-changing for so many. And I am so, I'm so excited. So the first course that we are making available um, is what I like to call the prerequisites for living your best life. And it's just a no-nonsense guide to unconditional self-acceptance, goal-setting, healthy relationships, and routines for success. So the, um, the membership has multiple tiers, but I literally sat and tried to figure out how can I put as much value as possible into this so people genuinely leave a better person. And um, when it's weird because when I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to start with, I was thinking how like I often help people with business before this, like outside of this. And I feel like anytime I help someone, you know, they'll go through the they'll go through the process, they'll learn all these things, but then they're not able to actually sustain it because they don't have the core fundamentals that you need just in life to navigate not just business but your personal life so 
yeah, they end up not even being able to do anything with the information. So I'm like, before I can, before I start the business part of it, because I can teach you how to get to a bag, like that ain't nothing. But what people are missing are those core fundamentals. Because if you don't have unconditional self-acceptance, if you're not good at goal setting, if you don't have healthy relationships around you, or you're not in a healthy relationship, um, and you don't have routines in place, you're not going to be successful because you need those things. And what the course does is really dives deep into that. And we do um, just activities to teach you the tools so you can practice them. To When you are done, you're going to be, yeah, you're going to have what you need to be successful at your personal life and your business life. Um, but so... One of the things also, another reason why I put this course out is first is I wanted to help people who are like me and trying to navigate the feelings of being overwhelmed, anxious, stressed. You feel like you never have enough time. You struggle with consistency and persistency. You feel stuck. You feel like you're drowning. You're burnt out. You have that passive aggression, constant survival. You don't sleep well. You're constantly having breakdowns. You feel like something's wrong with you. You're constantly told this is the norm. You're expected to be grateful. Like no one understands. You're waking up, checking your phone right away. You're irritable. You have low self-esteem and the list goes on. So these are things that I still go through sometimes. But the difference is I actually have the tools to navigate this. Like I've done the work, I've been through the experiences, I've done the work and I have the tools that when I start feeling like this, I can use those tools to kind of get me through it and to the other side. And I really just want to help people get to the other side, like their brand new day. One where you're like, you're confident in setting boundaries. You have an environment of people who support you. You don't feel alone. Um, your hope and your self-worth is improved, your sense of purpose, your relationships are restored, your decision-making is better, um, the acceptance, the self-acceptance to just know, like, it's okay to want to work on stuff, but you are good. The person you are today is enough. You are enough, okay? And just helping people to be able to juggle and manage their time more better and to try to avoid that burnout and to how to effectively communicate. I don't want you to I don't want you to identify with your kids and your partner. Like I want you to have your own identity and just so much more. And in addition to the course, because that was all about the course, I'm just so passionate about it, I could talk forever. But in addition to the course, the membership also comes with many other things. Like I mentioned earlier, there are three levels of membership. But to give you an idea of what's included, the highest package includes access to the private joint society community, which will have our own private um, community and ways to communicate in our portal. Um, access to the course I was just talking to you guys about. And it's a four-week course. It's drip-fed by a week. So module one, module two, module three, module four. But we'll have weekly touch bases as a group. So you guys don't know, like, you have to sign up by this date and we'll start together on this date. And we'll have weekly um, calls every Thursday to kind of, like, just discuss 
um, the material and share whatever you want to share. But I feel like it's really good to kind of discuss it because a lot of people, although I say over and over in this, to be honest with yourself, I feel like a lot of people won't be. So I think it'll be a good opportunity for people to kind of see like, oh, wow, like other people are going through that as well. And this is how they're dealing with it. They can kind of talk about the tools that they have and things like that but um so yeah so that's the four-week course and then you also have access to a let's build board and the reason I created this board is I want a space for people to be able to post jobs projects collab opportunities because I often feel like in my DM I'll constantly get like hey I have this idea and things like that but I was like how awesome would it be to be able to put that out there in front of a bunch of people that um you know could possibly partner with you on that um then we'll also have 60 minute Q&A live monthly calls with me where you'll pretty much be able to ask anything you would like um, access to one course or master class a month. So the first one is the one that I just discussed. And then after that, there will be one course or master class a month. Um, you have unlimited access to the courses in the master class replays as long as you are a member. Um, I already mentioned the weekly Thursday calls, which will be led by a joint society facilitator. And you'll discuss your learnings, thoughts, takeaways, et cetera, about the current course. Um, you'll have access to worksheets, cheat, cheat sheets, checklists, et cetera, when they become available. This is one of the things like I, I knew from the beginning I needed and wanted everyone to have is an assigned accountability partner. And this is after you complete the first four-week course, but you'll be assigned an accountability partner, which I feel like is really, really, really important because I think sometimes we don't even intentionally do it, but we get so caught up in life that those goals and things that we have, we kind of just push them to the back burner. But all you need is for someone to say like, hey, where you at with that? Then you say you were going to do this. All right, let's keep the ball rolling and kind of just hold you accountable to that. And with this top package, not only do you have an accountability partner, but you also have bi-weekly accountability coaching calls with me as well. So this package is pretty um, aggressive because you have to really be serious. And if you're really trying to be serious, make some change, get to the bag and get your life together. This is the membership I would recommend um, you sign up for. And lastly, we have intense 90-minute group sessions with me. And I'll also bring in other experts when we have these um, based off of just different topics on life and uh, business. But like I said, I really just try to think of everything possible that I would need or I needed when I was in this space. Like if I could go back and offer this to even Talina back in like 2015, like, this would be everything that I need, like somewhere to bounce ideas off of people, to have that accountability, to have this constant resource of like just different tools. Like, oh my goodness, if I would have had just this first course alone when I was younger, like 2014, 2015, a lot of these situations would have been a lot easier. But okay, so I don't know when this podcast will officially drop. Um, but you will be able to find the school at joinsociety.com. Um, like I said, I really literally have all of this stuff on my plate right now ready to put out. So I don't know what's going to be put out first, but just please keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah, because I don't want you to miss this, guys. Like, it's, 
it, it will be life changing. But okay, so I could talk for hours. I love talking, <laughs> but I'll save some for the next episode, but I really love y'all, and I thank you guys so much for tuning in, especially if you made it to this part, because that means you sat about an hour listening to me and my life, so I really, really, really appreciate you guys, and thank you for tuning in to the first podcast of many, all right, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Wait, that felt kind of awkward. Do I need an outro? Oh, my God. Now, this is too much. This is too much. All right, y'all. Peace.